This is episode 105, how to take responsibility for why your relationship ended and move on with Mary. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. First up, I have a big favor to ask of you. If you like the show, if you listen to the show, it would really mean a lot to me if you went to podcastone.com slash my survey and filled out a short survey that's completely anonymous, takes about three to five minutes. It would really, really, really help the show and other shows on the network. I've mentioned this several times, and the reason I've mentioned it several times is because it really matters and it's really important. And we need more listeners of Over It and On With It to go and fill out the survey. The link will be in the show notes. Again, it's podcast one, and one is spelled out, O-N-E, dot com slash my survey. And when you get to the page where it says, what podcast do you listen to? Be sure to scroll through and be sure to click Over It and On With It so that they know that our listeners here filled out the survey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for supporting my program and for taking the time to complete the survey. It really means a lot to me. And let's keep growing the podcast. Leave a rating and review on iTunes, share it with your friends. That's really, really how it grows. And I so appreciate all of you who've been doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see the posts. I see reviews and it just... It really, truly fills my heart and puts a smile on my face. I so love this community and tribe. You all are so incredibly amazing and I love connecting with you. So hit me up on Instagram. That's where I am the most or Facebook. Tell me what you want me to talk about on the show, what you love about the show. And also I'm going to be in Indonesia, Bali and Malaysia in like end of September, beginning of October. And so I will have some coaching sessions available that are on like another time zone. So for those of you in Asia and those of you who are in Australia who listen to the show and have hard time booking sessions because we live on opposite sides of the world, be on the lookout for that. In fact, if you live in those areas and you want to get on the wait list to get on the air with me, why don't you just go ahead and email assist at christinehassler.com. That's Sarah. She'll put you on a special wait list for when I'm in that time zone. So be sure to indicate, you know, Hey, I live in Australia. I live in Asia and I want to be put on the list for when Christine's on this side of the world. And we'll try to get you on the show. Now I have a question for you. Are you frustrated and worried about your finances and want to finally get your money situation in a good place once and for all? Do you want to feel like you have enough to live the life you know you deserve? Understand how the whole money thing works and stop living month to month so you can start creating security for your future. The problem is you don't even know where to start or where to focus. And I know this is a big pain point for a lot of you, which is why I interviewed Christy Whitman on my Coach's Corner last Saturday. Be sure to download that. And today I want to talk to you about another good friend and colleague of mine, Brittany Castro of Financially Wise Women, but she helps women and men. (laughs) She is a certified financial planner and media spokesperson for Chase, Entrepreneur Magazine, and more. And she's put together a free video training series that talks about what it really takes to be confident, empowered, and feel intelligent in this area of your life. So please go to the show notes. There's a link there 
where you can access this free money training class. Go watch it so that you can start to feel mature with your money, no matter what age you are. You'll learn what you need to do before you even think about budgeting and saving an investment. You'll bust through the three things that are really holding you back from getting started. You know, so much of us have so much fear around our finances and you'll leave with a real and doable total framework for practical, actionable financial success, both short and long-term. Brittany and I really wanted to get this info out there and help as many people as we could. So again, the link is in the show notes. Be sure to go there and get your free training from Brittany. Okay. So today's episode is about taking 100% responsibility for your life. When we're going through any kind of expectation hangover, especially the ending of a relationship, there's often a tendency to blame the other or feel like a victim in some way. This is even more likely if we feel the other person has betrayed us or wronged us in some way. But if we really want to heal and be free after something ends, we must get out of blaming and feeling like a victim. The only way we feel free is if we not only forgive, but we look back at what we learned from the situation so we don't recreate the same kind of expectation hangover in the future. Something that my coach Brandy says to me very often is take 100% responsibility for your 50%. I will admit that it's challenging sometimes and requires a level of honesty and accountability without self-criticism. I've had to learn how to take responsibility for what's happened or hasn't happened in my life without regretting things or beating myself up because sometimes my inner critic can be really fierce with me. But I remind myself we cannot change the past, but we can learn from it and create a different present and future. doesn't do us any good to beat ourselves up for the past, but we can learn from it. And that is exactly what Mary, who I coach in today's episode, has the opportunity to do. She's having a really challenging time letting go of an ex. She's obsessing over his new relationship and just can't seem to get over it, even in therapy. She has a powerful shift on this call, and I hope you do as well from listening. So as you're listening, consider, is there something from your past you're having a hard time letting go of? Are you obsessing about a person or situation so much so that it's taking up a lot of your mental energy and preventing you from really being able to move forward? Can you admit that you haven't always showed up as your best self in some relationships or situations? Are you willing to take 100% responsibility for your life? And before we dive into the call, I want to share a special invitation for all our listeners from our sponsor, Daily Harvest. So you've all probably seen a mouthwatering smoothie on Instagram or hear a lot of the health people out there talking about healthy soups and smoothies. And you think that's the kind of thing I should be eating, but I don't know how to make it. And who has the time? Wouldn't it be great if you could get those picture perfect nutrients without having to hit the farmer's market up and chop up a million fruits and veggies? Well, you can get all your superfoods super fast with daily harvest. I love this company. They send superfood eats straight to your door with your choice of smoothies, activated breakfast bowls, or nice cream vegan sundaes, and even soups. Each single serving cup comes ready to blend or heat. You just throw them in your freezer and they're ready to go whenever you are. And this I love. Their produce is organic and unrefined and looks as amazing as it tastes. You can actually see all of the whole ingredients when you open the cup. And you all know how passionate I am about health and how important it is to eat real food. Go back and listen to my podcast with Mark Sisson or any of the docs that I talk to about my SIBO. We must stop eating processed food and sugar and junk. And Daily Harvest 
can help you do this. They freeze all their ingredients at peak freshness, sealing in their nutritional value. And it's just super easy to prepare. You just add water or almond milk or coconut milk, throw it in your blender and voila, 30 seconds, you're done. So go to daily-harvest.com and enter the promo code over it to get three free items off your first box. Again, promo code over it, O-V-E-R-I-T, for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. Go there, check it out, take a picture of it, post it on Instagram, tag me. I want to see you taking care of your body and eating well. All right, and now let's take care of our minds and spirits and emotions and hearts as we listen to my coaching call with Mary. Mary, joining us from Cape Town, South Africa. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I have a question regarding the situation that's been going on for eight months now. I'll be dating a guy for two years. And last year in December, he was with his family. He went. He was out of town and he went to visit his family. Well, around that time, I was very difficult to deal with. And I was kind of moody and picked up fights. So three months later, he came back and he broke off the relationship. But then weeks after, I then learned that he, while he was away, he started off a new relationship with someone else before our breakup. So that felt like a really a big betrayal. And I have been on no contact since then. And But every month he tries and, and reach out to me. So, and he also says that he realizes that he made this breakup out of a anger and he was kind of like in a, a reactionary position and he realizes that he shouldn't have done that and just to mention that I have been seeing a psychologist since the breakup in March and but all I do with her is just speak about what's been happening and there's really no solution there. So I have a couple of questions regarding this mm-hmm. because I'm I'm really struggling to move past acceptance. And so I'm still so attached to him emotionally, even though I know that he betrayed me and he walked out of me, or maybe it's the confusion that he keeps coming back and telling me all these things that he misses me and he wished he hadn't broken things off. So I'm just struggling to understand why I am so attached to this, because previously, this is not the first time that I've been betrayed like this. And in my previous relationship, I was able to move on. And because and that's like a deal breaker for me. The minute there is another woman in the picture, I just give up and I move on. Mm-hmm. But with this particular relationship, it's been really hard. I even wish that we could get back together at some point. Mm. So I'm just struggling to understand why is it that it's so hard for me to accept this? And yeah. why am I so attached to him? Yeah. Okay, so let's explore that a little bit. Um, you said you dated him for two years, right? Yes. And you also said that you've been betrayed in the past. And, and by that, do you mean you've been cheated on in the past? Yes, it's almost like the same outcome happened the previous time he left me for someone else. Okay, okay. And how many times in a romantic relationship has that happened? Within the relationship, you and- mean? Well, how many how many relationships have you been in where there's been betrayal? This is the second one where there has been a, a betrayal. Okay. Okay. So you listen to the show. 
when you have thought about the why, have you come up with anything? I do look at my childhood, and I know that I grew up without a father figure. My father was very emotionally unavailable, mm-hmm. and which is a very contradictory with regards to this relationship because he was very attentive and emotionally available. For the first time, I actually felt like I was in a relationship where I was valued and he was able to kind of sit down with me and talk to me wherever there was a problem. I really didn't feel like he was emotionally unattached. I'm, I'm struggling to understand how this could have been. Did I not really resolve the previous relationship or is this coming from my childhood? Well, let me ask you this. You said that you did some things in the relationship that you're not super proud of as well. Is that accurate? That's true, yes. And did the cheating come before or after that? I'm thinking that maybe he it, it was the fights that started and then he moved on to this new relationship. I don't know if it was for comfort or if he had had enough of the whole fighting stage. Well, that could possibly be it, right? Because whenever, when, when we feel betrayal, it's easy to be in the place of the victim and easy to be in the place of I was wronged. It's a little harder to look at our role in it. And the reason why it's hard sometimes is because it's it's difficult for us to do that without then blaming ourselves. So I'm going to ask you to get some altitude on this and, and really come from a place of authenticity, honesty, and self-responsibility and not a place of blame, not a place of blame, because I'm not saying you caused him to betray you. I'm, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that Oftentimes, Mary, why we can't let something go is because we haven't looked at our responsibility in it. So there's a, there's a lesson for us in terms of how we can show up a little differently and how we can not only forgive the other person, but forgive ourselves. A lot of times we stay hooked into something and we have a hard time letting something go because we haven't forgiven ourselves for the way we show up. Like I can think of a particular relationship in my life that even after it ended was really hard for me to get over and really hard for me to let go. And a big reason it was hard for me to let go is because I had some guilt about the way I showed up in the relationship. Even though I didn't cheat or betray, I was judgy. I was irritable. I didn't appreciate in a lot of ways. And I had to forgive myself for that. And that really helped me let go of the relationship. Is this resonating with you at all? It is. It is because the whole thing is I've really been focused on him and his new relationship and it hurts so bad that he is just moved on just like that. And I'm so fixated on the new relationship with his new partner and I'm really not focusing on what I should learn from it. I'm more focused on what he's doing Mm. than what I should be learning from it. That's a great realization. And that's, that's awesome honesty. I really acknowledge you for that. So let's, let's look at that because you're right. The fixating on him and the new relationship is a distraction and it's just causing you pain. And when we get in that cycle, then it's really hard to get to the learning and the learning and the lessons are what shifts things. 
we only perpetuate suffering because we're not looking at the lesson. As soon as we learn, we get the lesson, we forgive, and we make a plan of how we're going to do things differently moving forward, then we can, we can let go. So let's, let's bring the focus back to you. What do you think you're learning? Um, well, I have really looked at the way that I showed up with regards to how I was inconsiderate of his feelings and how I picked on fights. And I guess that's where I have learned that I, I should have maybe showed up differently in the relationship. Okay. So let's look at these one by one. So mm-hmm. the picking of fights, a lot of times when we have internal angst or we're judgmental of ourselves or we're unhappy inside in any area of our life, we take that out on the people that are closest to us. And the more judgmental we are of ourselves, the more judgmental and nitpicky we are of others. We kind of leak our own self-judgment and nitpicking onto others. So would you say, Mary, that you could can be hard on yourself and judgmental of yourself? I can definitely say around that time, there was a lot that was going on on my side as well. There was a lot of, for example, I was trying to change jobs mm-hmm. and very frustrated that it was taking so long and I was frustrated and there was a lot of judgment of myself, like it's saying, and I took it out on him. Yeah. And you're not the only person to do this. And you're helping so many people that are listening right now, especially women, because Women, when we are looking into a job challenge or or some external thing, a lot of times two things happen. One, we suppress our anger, our, our sadness. We don't process it in a healthy way and we end up being just kind of bitchy and irritable and mean and we take it out on people we love. And the other thing that can happen, especially when we're in that job search and in the doing mode is we can slip very much into our masculine. And instead of loving and appreciating our men and being vulnerable with them, we end up more controlling and bossy and they can do nothing right because we're more in our masculine energy that throws off the polarity sometimes. And that can throw off too the the sexual chemistry in that aspect of the relationship. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yes. So, Let's talk a little bit more about the combination of being in your doing energy, a little bit in your masculine energy, and then also being hard on yourself. Would you say that all three of those were going on in the relationship? Definitely, yes. Okay. And how do you think that impacted the type of girlfriend you were to him? It had a really big impact because I didn't allow him to be there for me. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like I wasn't being aware of how he felt when I was doing, saying mean things or or having emotional outbursts. I wasn't really considerate of how he felt as well. Mm -hmm. More awesome honesty. And how do you think that impacted him? Well, I think he felt unloved and unappreciated. And then maybe he felt he had to move on somewhere else. Yeah, where he could be loved and appreciated. Yeah. 
So again, this is not your fault. This is about learning. This is not about blame. And what's so amazing is that you can really get this lesson and not show up like that in a future relationship. And even more importantly, not showing up for yourself like this. See, this is a beautiful opportunity to look at how you want to be a partner to yourself. Often we obsess about an external partner when we really need to be paying more attention to the kind of partner we are to ourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So what kind of partner are you to you? That has been very difficult to adjust to being by myself. So currently I don't even know what kind of partner I am to myself. I'm just so numb and I feel very stuck. Yeah. 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 Well, part of the numbness could be a lot of emotional suppression, anger, sadness, loss, everything. There could be a lot of hurt in there. Yeah. But I got your book though. (laughs) 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 Expectation hangover. And I've been doing all the exercises. But I feel like I, I really feel like I'm stuck on the recycling of emotions. Right. Because every time I do cry about this relationship, is it's all about why why did it have to happen this way? Why can't I have another chance and prove myself? Yeah. It's, it's not just crying of accepting it completely. It's it's a crying of why why did it have to happen this way? Yeah. Well, some of that may be bumping up against little girl stuff about not having a dad. So it may not just be about the relationship. And one of the reasons you may feel like you're recycling it is because you may not be getting to the, the core wound that initiated this pattern. Mm. And you mentioned you're seeing a psychologist. This is something that um, you definitely want to speak to your therapist about is that, you know, cause it's, it's hard for a little girl or a little boy for anybody to lose a parent or to not have a parent around. That's, that's a big loss and a big grief. And so every time you feel abandoned or like you lost something, it hits up against that. And it's very natural for children when a parent isn't around or isn't in their life to believe on some level, it was their fault that they did something wrong, that they weren't good enough. And Mm -hmm. that might be something you're bumping up against too, is believing that, you know, the relationship ending was your fault and being so fixated on it and not being able to let it go because you really think you did something wrong. And so part of the releasing and the healing is to know I didn't do anything wrong. I was doing the best I can. Yes, I can look at what I'm learning and I can take responsibility, but I didn't do anything wrong. Okay. So now what do I do with him because he's trying to keep on contacting me and trying to have a conversation and I'm not sure how I should be handling it. Yeah. 
What do you want? Like, what's your ideal scenario? What would you like? I wasn't sure if really it felt like the relationship could have been saved because he now, basing on how he now realizes that he he made the decision, rush decision to break up, and now he realizes that he shouldn't have been acted out of anger. But now he is stuck in this other relationship and now he's caught between the two of us and I'm not sure how he he can be with two people. And I don't want to be caught up in, in, in a triangle of relationships. So. Right. So I'll tell you what I would do if I were in your shoes. And then you can see if that feels good to you. And if not, we can discuss other possibilities. So if I were in this situation and I was looking at, oh, wow, on some level I've created this, you know, I'm going to take a hundred percent responsibility for my 50%. And I'm going to acknowledge that I was judgmental. That came from being judgmental of myself. I was critical. That came from being critical of myself. I was in my masculine and wasn't making him feel really loved and appreciated as a man. I was projecting my own feelings of frustration onto him. If I saw that, I would go, whoa, I really want to shift this. I want to look at this. I want to look at where this comes from. I want to deal with some of my core wounds and belief systems. I want to feel better inside myself first. I want Mm -hmm. to feel in my feminine. I want to feel like I'm less self-critical. I want to feel like I've forgiven myself. I want to feel like that little girl inside of me who might've felt abandoned by her father, that she, she knows that I'm here now. I want to feel, you know, not perfect because we're always learning and growing, but I'd want to feel a shift before I tried a relationship again, because it's harder to do all that when we're trying to renegotiate a relationship at the same time. So. I would say to the person, look, we've been through a lot. We're both a little confused. We've both had hurt, been hurt. I'm going to spend the next three months really focused on me because I acknowledge and realize that I wasn't a great partner to myself and therefore I wasn't a great partner to you. I'm taking responsibility for how I showed up and I'm going to work on it for three months. And in that time, I request that we have no contact and you do whatever you want in that three months. And at three months, let's set a phone call and let's see where we both are. Okay. But Mary, I would make the priority right now, you looking at kind of everything that we talked about so that you don't continue to play these patterns out in the relationship. Yes. And also, from my point of view, I would want a man to choose me. Exactly. I don't feel like I need to prove myself to him. I feel like if there is ever going to be a reconciliation, it has to come from a place of both of us choosing to be in it instead of me trying to kind of go and con- and convince him somehow. Exactly. Exactly. But he's scared to choose you right now because of the way you showed up in the past. Yeah. So please don't 
take action in order to get him back. Take action as a self-honoring and loving choice for yourself and mm-hmm. as a commitment to the kind of partner you want to be, whether it's to him or somebody else. Do this for you first. Don't attach it to getting him back. Yes. And and then as you show up differently, he'll see you differently. Other people will see you differently. You know, as we show up differently, we're seen differently. But you're from my, again, like my advice is go and date yourself for a while. Resolve some of this stuff that has perpetuated these patterns because you're trying to analyze the relationship and look outward and understand him and his actions and why he's doing this and all that other stuff. Your focus is too much out. Mm. And if you continue to look out for your answers, it's going to just continue to perpetuate the pattern. This is where your own inner wisdom, you being there for yourself, you being an awesome partner for yourself, this is, you have this golden opportunity right now where everything's activated, everything's triggered, and now is the time to really work it. Yeah. I hear you. How does that sound as a plan? It sounds like a scary plan. (laughs) What sounds scary about it? Because it just feels like having to dig deep and dive in. It feels like a scary move. Well, let me ask you this. Three months of doing some courageous work versus a lifetime of unsatisfying partnerships where you continue to be betrayed. What sounds scarier? The latter. Right. We think these healings, these opportunities, these expectation hangovers are so awful. We don't want to do the work. But if we Uh don't do the work, then we just continue to get the same results. So to me, I'd rather like dive in to my scary emotions and my shadow self because it's really not that scary. It's just human. We all have it. We all have our wounds. We all have our stuff. And it's, it's only scary if we continue to avoid it. It's like we, the monster in the closet is a lot scarier when we're laying in the bed with our covers over our eyes and the door closed. When we get out of bed, open the door and see there's really no monster, it's a lot less scary. Mm. But the avoiding it actually creates more fear. Once you get in and you start working it and you have expectation hangover and you have a therapist and maybe you'll even join us for the mastery course that's coming in October, like you have support. Now is the time so that you don't have to continue playing out this pattern of you being angry at men for leaving you and then them leaving you. Yeah. I hear you that it can feel scary, but you're ready. You wouldn't have booked a podcast coaching session with me if you weren't. There's a part of you that so wants to be free of the pattern and free of the limiting belief that you're not deserving of love from a man that comes from way back. Yeah. One thing that helps with the fear is getting a strong vision of what moving forward looks like. So how do you think your life would be if you really accepted yourself, if you were kind to yourself 
if you were in your feminine energy more, if your heart was really open, if you forgave your father, if you forgave yourself, if you weren't looking for anyone outside of you to make you feel loved, what do you think your life would look like? I think I would feel so liberated to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So if working through some of this stuff is the path to that, does that shift how scared you are? It does. A big part of me feels that it's it's time to deal with this. No matter how hard or how scary it is, it's it's time to confront it. Absolutely. You wouldn't be obsessing and be suffering so much over this current situation if it wasn't your soul, your inner wisdom, you know, kind of nudging you. It's 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 working to get your attention. Sometimes we have to be really uncomfortable to wake up. Mm. So what do you think you're gonna do moving forward? I think I need some time off and just deal with this without being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I highly advise no contact. I've been good with no contact. It's just he's been the one trying to contact me all the time. Then request from him no contact. And if Which you, I have done, and he does not respect that. He keeps contacting me. Well, that's feedback. And so part of what I think is good for you to do in this three months is to kind of get clear about not only the kind of partner you want to be, but the kind of partner you want. Yes. And someone that respects your boundaries and your wishes. I put that high on the list. Because mm. his, his lack of respect for your contact is coming from his own fear, his own insecurity, his own uncertainty, his need for control. But that doesn't excuse not honoring your request. Yes. And so that's feedback for you about, you know, how he's showing up. He's got some work to do too, you know. He's got to take 100% responsibility for his 50% as well. Mm -hmm. He seems to like want what he wants when he wants it. You're not giving me what I want. I'll get it from someone else. Oh, now I want you back. You say you don't want me to contact you, but I want you. So I'm going to. That sounds very selfish. It does, doesn't it? So I think this time will give you some perspective and maybe you'll see things a little more clearly. I think you've been so fixated on the relationship and the other woman or whatever that you've haven't really seen him clearly. Yes, definitely. So this is about you. This is about some space, some reflection, surrounding yourself with people that can support you and cutting the cord to this relationship for now, including the obsessive thinking about it. Cause that's only going to get you, you know, it's like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So stop using the obsessing about him as a distraction from avoiding your own feelings and your own issues that are up for you to look at and process and heal. And I know you can do it. It does feel like something I can do. 100,000%. You really got to believe in yourself. And that's, that's the first step in being a great partner to yourself. 
because that's what great partners do for each other. They say, I believe in you. I know it's scary. I know it's hard. I know there's a lot of uncertainty, but I believe in you. And you've got to find that voice inside yourself because it's there. Don't give up on yourself. Don't settle for less than you deserve. Yeah. How do you feel? A little relieved, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Because I was at a point where I just felt like it was really too dark. It was, I couldn't come back out of it. Yeah. I hear you. And now can you see some light? I can. Beautiful. Thank you, Mary. It's so cool to have somebody from South Africa on the show. I love the direction this call took, and I really acknowledge Mary's honesty. It is hard to get over it and on with it when we're not honest with ourselves. I know in a lot of coaching sessions, we tie things back to the person's past. And although Mary's upbringing probably does contribute to some of the relationship challenges she's gone through, I felt what was more important was to empower her to take some responsibility for how she showed up in the relationship. Yes, going back to our past is important, but often what is even more important is to truly look at how we're showing up and what that is creating or how we've shown up in the past and what manifested. There were a few things going on in Mary's relationship we uncovered. First, there was the way she's a partner to herself and that was impacting how she was to her boyfriend. She's hard on herself, critical She wasn't showing up as her best self because she wasn't being her best self to herself. Second, her unprocessed anger, her sadness, her lack of fulfillment in her own life was leaking out on him. The more unsettled and unhappy we are in our own life, the more we tend to be irritable or snappy or impatient or just mean to often the people we love the most. And P.S., if you didn't catch my blog week and a half ago, I wrote about the number one tool that I love to use to ease conflict in relationship. We'll link that up in the show notes as well. Go and read that because we really sometimes just don't bring our best selves to the people we love the most. And so this tool that I teach you in the blog and the video will really help. So go check that out. And the final thing that was happening in Mary's relationship is she was in her masculine And ladies, if you can relate to this, which I know a lot of you can, and it's important for us to see when we're in our masculine and how that really throws off the polarity in a relationship, I highly recommend the work of Alison Armstrong and David Data. Those have been my two main teachers. And even for those of you who are not in just heterosexual relationships, I think the work of both those people, Alison Armstrong and David Data, like I said, really helps any kind of relationship because any kind of relationship, gay, straight, bi, whatever you are, there needs to be some polarity and understanding how that works in relationship has been incredibly valuable to me. And what's so amazing is that Mary has a chance to to shift everything that she really learned about what she did that didn't get her what she wanted in her past relationship. Once she started to see how she was showing up in the relationship, she started to understand more of why it ended. And she brought the focus back to herself. She can stop obsessing about him and his new relationship. She's not going to get anywhere thinking about that. That's just being like a hamster on a treadmill. When we obsess about others, we're avoiding looking at ourselves. And look, I get it. It is hard to take 100% responsibility to own how we showed up when it wasn't necessarily our best. 
but it's a must if we want to grow. We cannot point the finger at others and expect to create the life we want. We cannot fixate or attempt to understand someone else and not truly understand ourselves. So bring the focus back to you and look for the lessons. What is your expectation hangover teaching you? Mary also asked me what to do about her ex that's continuing to contact her and mentioning wanting to get back together. You heard my advice and ultimately the decision is Mary's. Yet I do stand by my belief that in a situation like this, it is much easier and a much faster process to focus on ourselves, to take 100% responsibility, extract the lessons and forgive when there is no contact with the other person when we're still in communication with them, when we're not blocking them, if they're not respecting our boundaries, it's really, really, really hard to truly move on. My guess is Mary and her ex would just keep triggering each other and being focused on each other as a way to avoid dealing with their own stuff. And seriously, three months is not that long. If it were me, I would definitely take that time, maybe even longer. So I knew hundred percent of my side of the street was clean and I could either return to that relationship or draw on a new relationship with a different perspective and a much healthier way. All right. Takeaways for y'all. First, how can you really take responsibility? Be a grown up here. Even when you really want to feel like the victim or the one that was wronged, How can you lovingly and without self-blame owned your end of something that didn't turn out like you planned? And next, forgive yourself. We all learn this way. Beating yourself up isn't going to help you learn and grow and heal faster. Next, is there someone in your life you need a break from that you need no contact with so you can truly heal and move on? And finally, always look for the lessons. Life is one big school. Any expectation hangover, any disappointment, any hardship is bringing you an opportunity to heal. Ask, why is this happening for me, not to me? So let's all take more responsibility for what we're creating or not creating in our life. And remember that in any moment, we have the power to shift what's happening in our life as we shift our emotions, our thoughts, our behavior, and our belief system. We all have the equal amount of opportunity and potential to do that. Sending you so much love and many blessings until next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to over at non with it. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasslercom slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.